Hello and welcome. It's Monday and it's Motivation on Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we talk about things that we don't like to talk usually. I mean, every regular person like try and like, eh, okay, I'm not thinking about it because we're talking about stress, less about money. And our special guest today is Derek Gunt. Hello, Derek. Hello. How are you all today? Fantastic. It's so good to have you here. I appreciate you having me here. I always want to talk about how people can have less stress in their life. So I'm excited to talk about it. You know, one thing I have to tell people that are listening to this, whether they're driving or at home or sitting on the beach somewhere, you know, the thing about Derek is he has so much enthusiasm, you can literally cut it with a knife. If you're going to do anything in life, one thing I can see from him right now, you better have some passion about it. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, if you got to wake up every day and do something, you should do something that you love to do and that gets you up out of bed, get you moving. I love yeah. it. I think it's great. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Well, to our listeners, Derek is uh, an author of the 24K Life Card, The Only Difference Between Mediocrity and Greatness. Derek is a money coach working with people like you, our dear listeners, helping to find that balance and find that something to get you comfortable talk about money. So Derek, my first question is why people don't like actually talk about money? Well, people don't like talking about money because we have all been groomed. All of us have been groomed that it is taboo. You know, to, to talk about money means that um, we can figure out if we're not getting paid the same at work, so there might be some inequality there and that causes friction at work, which reduces productivity. In our, in our middle-class lives, we don't like talking about money because most people are living check to check. Um, I know in the US, 60% uh, of the people are, are living check to check, which means that they need to go to work. And no one is going to be proud about saying, I don't have enough money to make my life work to do what I really want to do. So we all want to be winners. We don't want to be failures. So we just don't even talk about it. And of course, people with money never talk about money. So if you do find someone that loves talking about money, they're probably lying. <laughs> you know what every time i see on facebook or instagram the next you know make your million or the million mindset or i just made it yes this number of dollars just from doing this and that it's like oh come on that's enough so yeah uh, why my question is why does it still work i mean those concepts still sell Oh my goodness, it's because we have a mechanism inside of us, at least most people do, to want to do better. We have a creative gene that we're always creating, we're always looking for the next thing, we're always looking to be better, we're looking for more. And so that's why that works, because we want more. I mean, the lottery works because people want more. And even when they get more, they always falter, or not always, 85% of people falter back to their natural baseline. So, you know, we know people that have won millions of dollars that go right back to, you know, zero because that's just who they are. And they weren't groomed to handle that kind of money, but they still want more and they still keep playing the lottery. I guess that's kind of like uh, maybe something similar to maybe, I hate to use the term, but athletes. Uh, people who make a lot of money really, really fast, and right. they lose a lot of it for a variety of reasons. Yes, huh. it's true. 
It's true. I mean, and you can look at, you know, there's different levels, of course, right? Like you have the Magic Johnsons of the world or Michael Jordans, and you see, you say, well, why? They're, they're millionaires, they're billionaires. Why do they still want more? Why are they still striving for more? And it's just that gene, that creative gene inside that says, I can be a better athlete, I can be a better businessman, I can be a better person. So let me get more and prove to you all by what I have amassed that I'm better than everybody else and I can have more. Yeah, that sounds like Kobe Bryant. He was very good, very, very good at doing that. But yes, really I, like, was. I, I like that concept that you have. I, let me ask you a question. How did you, forgive me, honey, but how did you get this mindset yourself? Was, it, was this something from your family that uh, helped you self-actualize this? Or how did it develop? When it comes to the money component of the 24K life, uh, I, I was always an older soul. So I used to watch my grandfather, who was in charge of benevolence at his church when I was young. And I was a little kid, and I'm sitting on the porch. And some parishioner would come up to my granddad and say, hey, you know, uh, they cut our lights off, and we need some money to get the lights on, and we have this poor baby. And I would listen to my, my grandfather, and I would cringe while I listened to him. Because these people would be wringing their hands and we're in need. And he'd ask them, I, is this the first month you ever had lights? <laughs> like, didn't you know you had a light bill coming? And why didn't yes. you prepare for your light bill? And didn't you know you had to feed your kids? And, you know, and so I listened to this. And so it made me very perceptive of people's financial situation. And on my, on my paternal side, my grandfather was um, an entrepreneur. And he was always striving for this deal, this next deal and this next real estate deal. And so I, I paid attention to my family. You know, I went to a private school and uh, it was expensive and I had middle-class parents that worked very hard. So the discussions about Derek's tuition would come up and I would just shrink in the background, like, <laughs> oh, wow, I'm causing my family these problems. And so I know this might be a long answer to your question, but this started for me personally as, a, as, as being a very young understanding that number one, I personally didn't want money problems. And number two, I really wanted to help people not have money problems. Yes, yes, I like that. Well, in addition to looking for easy fix and reaction to this commercial, make a million now and lottery. Uh, well, most of our listeners, I'm sure understand there is no easy fix. And uh, my question is what, what will be the first step to get comfortable with uh, topic talking to you first, to yourself about your financial mm -hmm. situation and um, start changing it? Well, you know, it's, it's a mindset and I'm not being flippant when I say that. And you all know, I've listened to your shows and followed you, that everything is a mindset. So I hate to say it that way, but it's true. And to tell somebody, well, the reason why your money's messed up is because your mindset's messed up isn't really popular. So we normally don't go at it that way. What we really try to do is say to them, look, if you're really, really tired of the financial tug of war, if you're tired of struggling, if you're tired of being stressed out about it, knowing the stress causes and a tremendous amount of health issues um, in your life, if you want to be less stressed about it, the first thing you want to do is just be totally naked financially. Like take a look and, you know, money speaks volume. So take a look at your debit card, your checking account, and where are you swiping Meaning when you go to spend money, where is that money going? Is it going to necessities? Is it going to things that are going to appreciate? Or are they just being kind of tossed away for entertainment and for other things? 
And I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't like have fun in life. I'm just suggesting that you should know where your money's going and then make great decisions from there. So if you say, hey, I know I'm spending 30% of my money for fun and entertainment, but I'm struggling, then maybe we should cut our fun and entertainment down to 15% and struggle a little bit less. Maybe we should cut it down to zero. Maybe we should go on a little spending diet for 30, 45, you know, 90 days because we all have to suffer a little bit. And the suffering might be, I just don't get to buy that thing I wanted uh, today. But if I plan properly, I can go on that vacation. I can buy that item. So it's being honest and naked with yourself. It's being honest and naked with your spouse. Um, and if you and I love that you two had this 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 couple podcast, and it's really saying to your spouse, "Hey, listen, what do you want?" And, and here's what I want, and then you can come together financially and figure out how to make both those things happen. Because usually there's a spender and there's a saver. Usually you get you get one of each. So how can we appease both parties and still not have a fight day to day about money? Yes. Well, it is important, but I'm trying, I probably read in the minds of our listeners, most of them. Well, you talk about cutting here and there, but I'm already struggling because of this economy, because of inflation, mm -hmm. because of the prices. Uh, how do we shift that mindset that everything is expensive and everything is difficult? Yeah, no, you know, it is an inflation and the cost of rising goods. Uh, I'm personally a big believer that uh, you need multiple sources of income. Um, if you are, you know, I try to get my, my couples to get as close to living off one income as possible and use the other income and in, as investments to increase their passive income. So bringing money in that uh, they're not necessarily working nine to five for. I mean, you two, you're, you're, you're prime examples, right? So you say, hey, we're making money uh, a few different ways. You know, you have this amazing podcast, you're going to keep doing great and have an amazing guest, you're going to get advertisers on your YouTube channel, and they're going to pay to they're going to pay to see you and to talk to your customers. And so having multiple streams of income without increasing your expenses is the best way. I, I'm not one of those people that, that says that, you know, you should penny pinch and be miserable. It's how can we stave off the bleeding, the bloodletting? Right. So if you're if you're really not doing well, how can we stop that? And then how can we make wise decisions every step forward? And it's going to be some discomfort in the process. It's just going to be some discomfort. If it was easy, everybody would have it. Yes. Well, change is not comfortable. No, it isn't. So, Derek, what do you do with people who are have this embedded? Well, we Lucy and I call it thrift shop thinking or scarcity mindset. That there's right. not enough money out there, you know, and this is what I deserve. And so they never want to go out and, you know, it's okay to look for deals, but they never want to go out and try something new or, you know, there's just not enough. Right. Well, you know, I would suggest that that's also a uh, limiting belief mindset. Yes. Um, if they if if they if they have a thrift mindset, a minimalist line, mindset, and they have been able to acquire and set aside uh, sizable amounts of money, and so let's say sizable amounts of money is a year's salary put away. So they have a year's salary. So if if 
everything broke loose and it was terrible. They could still survive at least a year without any problems or two years or whatever it is. So if they, if this, if this thrift mindset is working for them, then I believe they should most likely be focusing on um, their self-worth because they don't think that they're worthy to do more, um, which is, and this is not necessarily my um, expertise, but it is obvious that if, if they're, continuously thinking like chicken little, oh my God, the sky is falling, there's not enough. I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe they should seek some professional advice. Um, I have had that mindset with clients. Um, They came to me and through some coaching and helping them to understand number one, where they truly were, that they had you know, uh, two years worth of money saved, not including their pension and their 401k, but they had enough money saved in the bank at home or in their in their personal accounts, uh, and then helping them to understand uh, that their money is making money. So if we just were to focus on the spending the interest, to just spend the extra of the money that you've put away, and think about treating yourself to things that uh, you always wanted to do. I had an eighty year old woman one time uh, as a client, and and her kids brought her in for me to help, and I helped her. And she had never owned a car, but she was kind of old to drive. And she had never owned a watch. And so I showed her where she was and we encouraged her and she actually did it. She went out and bought a, a really nice watch. Um, and, and she was actually happy about it later because she had lived her whole life wanting those two things. And she finally got it and she and the sky didn't fall. So it takes a little work to change to change your mindset and your habits. But if you do it a little by little, you know, even if you stood in the mirror and said, hey, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. And you got to convince yourself that you're worthy. I love your passion. What you've done is, Derek, is you laid out the fundamentals here of, of, of living your dreams with passion and saving money without making it seem so complicated and frightening. I just love the way your, your approach. That's wonderful. Well, I, I can honestly tell you that uh, as a financial consultant, um, which is my my core nature, I had to learn to live life and save money. So I'm not suggesting I was born I was born this way. After after my youth and listening to people struggle and listening to my family struggle, I was a bit of a miser, if you will, uh, until I I had a, I personally had a health scare, and I go, okay, uh, I got to figure out how to do both, and I have to figure out how to help people do both. Because I was giving my clients that hard advice. We can't do anything until we get to this goal. And then we can't do anything until we get to this goal. So I have flipped and turned a new leaf. Well, I admire you very much. And I hope our well, listeners thank you. are focusing on this because this is a great, I mean, this guy is a real deal. I know we say that sometimes, but he knows what he's talking about. Well, absolutely. Thank you very much, Derek, for getting our listeners comfortable. Uh, with topic that is not that comfortable. <laughs> so it is. Dear You're listeners, right. please work with Derek. Uh, go to the website. It's DerekGunn.com. You can find link in the description to this episode. You know, people out there, you know, Derek, I mean, he has a great presence virtually. And I assure you, you can have him right now train, working with you virtually online and have the same impact. I assure you, work with this guy. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Derek, before we go, um, you have this shirt. Our dear listeners, if you're on audio, look for a video because Derek has branded shirt 
and it's for his book 25k life coach tell us a little bit yes. about the book well the book is about um all of my hard-earned lessons <laughs> of success and failure and what i did in the book is you know you 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 get books from people that have been successful and they tell you all about their success and how they did it and so you can do it too and i'm just not a believer in that i mean we were all raised differently and so my book is more about hey here's the tools that i use to change my mindset here's the tools that i use to get my finances on track and so the book 24k life is how do you balance your mindset your relationships your finances your uh emotion and your your body how do you get all of these things in line because without one of them you really don't have a great life would you love to be rich um but you're out of shape and you can't spend the money because you can't walk up a flight of stairs you know would you <laughs> yeah. love to would you love to be fit and have money but you're spiritually corrupt and you know and people don't like you would you like to have spirituality money and physical fitness but no relationships i mean so we talk about the tools that are necessary so anybody can use these tools and the reason why i called it the code is because we all have our own genetic code it is not it's scientifically proven we are all different in some way and you need to crack your code to how to balance all three of those things. And I just give people the tools of years of study and years of reading and years of trial and error to kind of short circuit the process so they can do it right away. That's the 24K Life Code. Thank you, my friend. And how can they get one of these nifty shirts that you're wearing? Wow, well, if they want a shirt, they can go to DerekGant.com uh, and they can uh, order one. I have another shirt called Beast Mode. You know, it's really it's just really about focusing in on what you're trying to do, be it be it being a journalist or a podcaster or or physically working out in the gym. So they can get my book, my materials, all from DerekGant.com. Well, I encourage you to invite Derek into your living room and your kitchen. Work with him, please. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us, Derek. Thank you. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast and check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.